I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lynn. This week, Brittany is on vacation. She is going to Disney World, which I'm slightly jealous of. But joining me tonight, my friend Aaron. You might know him as Aaron from OKC or Aaron from OKCupid, depending on what podcast you listen to. Hi, Aaron. Hello, Emily. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm doing feeling pretty good. It's been uh, it's been a good uh, holiday season or whatever. <laughs> That's good. And thank you so much for for coming on the show tonight. Of course, of course. I I was worried I was going to have to like record a solo show and I'm like I don't think I can do that. It would be very rambly and mostly about Ben Mendelsohn. I, I totally understand, but there's going to be a lot of Mendo talk tonight. Don't you worry. Yay. Um, well, you also like you also like Mendo. You watched the um, Bloodline, right? Yes, I did watch Bloodline. The uh, what I what I think the first time I saw Mendo was in Killing Them Softly. That oh, he's uh, so good in that movie. Yes, he is amazing. The, he's the heroin addict, criminal screw up which happens to kind of you know that's a thread i think through his through his all of his characters sadly um um but yeah and then uh he's fantastic in his small role in place beyond the pines and then yeah i loved him in those movies and then i feel like there was something else other than bloodline uh batman yeah, I saw him in Batman, but there was a, I feel like there's another movie and I'm completely blanking on it right now. Something that really made me fall in love with him. Uh and I I I'm just totally blanking on it. It's bugging me and I'm going to have to look it up. But um <laughs> but and then so cuz I remember whenever the Rogue One news came out because obviously I was I was following that um because, you know, Star Wars and I was like, okay, Ben Mendelsohn's being cast. That is, that's fantastic news. It got me, it was really the first thing that got me really excited about that movie because he, I just knew he was going to be playing a bad guy. You knew, like, oh, definitely. yeah, so it's like he's going to be a bad guy. So, so I just like, he's, I was like, he's going to be the most, he's going to be the most wonderful, he's going to be the most wonderful imperial villain. And uh, he turned out to be pretty awesome. I am very happy with uh, how uh, how it turned out. I I mean, it's hard to say. I, I mean, Rogue One's great, but I would say that Krennic's my favorite part of that movie. Ben Mendelsohn's performance, like seeing, he's such a. 
I mean, Tarkin had a little bit of in the uh, in the original Tarkin, and in, and this one, I guess it's just weird. It's Tarkin's and yeah, uh, but in in the they there's not a rawness that that there's a rawness that Mendo brought to to um, to Krennic that. I don't think the other villains in I, I, I just I hate to, I'm trying to skirt around it, but I hate to say it more of a, a, a dark and gritty kind of, you know, just a troubled, troubled guy. And, and, and you get well, that. He, yeah. He's not as as polished as most of the Imperials. Absolutely. And, and we see that in, in his background, that the reason he he's striving so hard or the reason he he has this sort of resentment towards Tarkin is he was kind of, I guess, from the Star Wars equivalent of the wrong side of the tracks. Sure. No. So he had to, to really prove himself. And you, and you see that in Mendo's performance, I think. No, absolutely. Um, he... In in what really helped that was Catalyst. Catalyst in that you get a whole bunch of, and that's the main reason I read Catalyst because I just don't have a lot a lot of time to read um, uh, books. But I really wanted to read this one leading up to Rogue One because I was so pumped about Rogue One, and I knew that this was going to be basically kind of a, a Krennic origin story. So that got me super excited, and I think having that. Going into Rogue One, having read Catalyst, I think it made Rogue One so much better. I think it read I, just just having the backstory between Krennic and Galen and stuff. So in that book, I believe it's described essentially something like exactly like you said is he's kind of from the wrong side of the tracks and he's he's got to prove himself. So he's got to he's got to work hard within this awful organization, and it turns out that he's pretty good at being pretty awful himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I like Catalyst a lot. Um, I think the the relationship that you see between Krennic and Galen adds so much to the movie. Absolutely. Um, like, like just uh, like Lyra. Just you just get like Lyra, Lyra. I can't even remember how to say it, but it's something like that. But. Um, ATAT, whatever, at at. Um, that's the new one. Um, just that, because you only get, what, seven, eight minutes of her in the movie, maybe? And have. Uh, probably not. Yeah, even probably that not even that. Um, in, in you get so much in the book, and you get to understand where she's coming from, and it makes her death at the beginning of Rogue One much more powerful. And I think it, it in in the movie, it kind of seems like Galen almost just kind of gives up, and he says it even in, in his in his hologram message to Jen, he says that it that he just kind of had to resign himself or whatever and play the part. But I think it makes more sense. His actions make much more sense because I read Catalyst. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but. Which I mean, I, I mean, of course, it's it's you know, if you have backstory, it makes it more more powerful. But I feel like, as far as direct relation to the movies, uh, Catalyst was like pretty, like I, I don't want to say it, like important or 
like essential, but like as far as a book connecting to a particular movie, I thought it did really well as being like a prequel essentially. Yeah, no, I think you're right there. I mean, there's other Star Wars books that I really like, but in terms of of affecting and changing like the way I view a, mu- a movie, I don't think any other book touched that. Exactly. One. Yeah, that that's a good way of putting it. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel because I there's so much like I feel like I already because I knew Ben Mendelsohn I and and I knew from what I knew from the trailers I knew how Krennic roughly was going to be and so when I read read the book I absolutely one hundred percent everything everything was Mendo it was all Mendo so it added so much going into it uh, that yeah it was just fantastic so. No, I love him so much. I can't, I can't wait to see him in Ready Player One, and I really, I'm really hoping that that uh, Captain Marvel role comes through. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. I haven't, uh, can't remember the last movie I watched with him in it. I'm trying to think now, what was my last Mendo encounter? Uh, it was probably Rogue One, <laughs> honestly. So, yeah. But and I and I really want to I want to see the um the Churchill one he's in with Gary Yeah, Oldman. yeah, yeah, that's supposedly getting really good reviews or whatever. Um and I, and Gary Oldman uh he's he's a he's a pretty good actor, so I Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. It feels like he hadn't been in much. I mean, I think the last thing I really saw him in was Tinker Taylor. Whatever it is, Tinker Taylor Spy, whatever. There you Soldier go, spy. Soldier Spy. Oh man, he's no, he's great. great. In that movie. Yeah, yeah I, he's great in that. I I need to go rewatch that one because I really like that one a lot. And it's lot. really convoluted and complex and slow, but it's 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 really good. But it's just very slow, deliberately slow. Yeah, but to anyone out there who really likes spy craft stuff i highly recommend it i was like very wary of that because there was this really good old um i think bbc adaptation of it like a mini series i'm like oh why are they remaking this but then i watched it and i'm like oh no this is actually really really good yeah and then i think isn't tom hardy's got a small role in that and yes he does i can't remember even who else is in it but i it's really um, good benedict cumberbatch that's right it? yep yep isn't he? And some, and a couple other people. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's really cast. good. And I think that, man, it, I feel like somebody plays the big guy that dies at the beginning. Somebody really awesome plays that guy. That's only in it just very shortly. So yeah, it, it, it's a loaded cast, but, but it was a really well done movie. Really well done. Uh, story. <clears throat> um, let's see. There's not, not been much Star Wars news this week. Which is to be expected because there's a movie coming out in a couple of weeks and it's a hot was a holiday weekend. So, I mean, there's just not a ton going on. But as of as of today, what's your what's your excitement level for The Last Jedi? Um, I mean, it's pretty I, I if I have to, like, put a number on it, like, I mean, it's I would say it's I would say right now it's a solid eight. Because, I mean, I'm extremely excited to see it, but 
I'm not having almost panic attacks yet. So I know I, I, I know I'm not that <laughs> excited to see it yet. So I put it at an eight. So w- when I have trouble breathing because I'm excited about it or I start or at night when I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, oh, man, what if the entire what if the entirety of Oklahoma City loses power and they can't play the movie? Like what what happens? Like, what do they do? Because they got to do something because they can't just not have Star Wars. So, I mean, those are the kind of things that happen sometimes in my brain. So, um, but yeah, that, that, I would say that puts it at a 10. I'd say having those kind of thoughts and anxieties puts my excitement level at a 10, even those are like, even though like excitement's supposed to be like a good thing, good, exciting thing. And I just described all negatives, (laughs) but those are all things that come from being overly excited, you know? So there you go. Yeah, I still can't believe it's just a couple weeks away. Like, that seems crazy to me right now. Yeah. Like, it seems like it should still be, like, a year away. Yeah, and, like, I paid my cell phone bill last month, and then I looked at my statement or whatever, and it was like, your next bill is due December 16th. And I was like... Oh, I'm. I mean, there will be a new Star Wars movie before I pay my phone again. This is awesome, uh, but like, so it's just it's weird to have. That was kind of the first time it hit me how close it was. Um, but I, it also makes me sad because I enjoy the buildup of things. I enjoy that ramping up that exci- that excitement because after I see the Last Jedi, I can't see it again for the first time so i'm excited about seeing the movie for the first time you know what i'm saying that, that may not make sense but because yeah, i always say i try to you try to make the first time you see a movie the most perfect experience for you in your eyes because you can only see a movie first you can only see a movie once for the first time so i try to really savor that time and then, yeah, and I, I uh, hit a pothole and lost my train of thought of where I was originally going to on that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was that point. No, I get that. Like seeing, I mean, The Force Awakens, especially because, you know, Star Wars was back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sitting down and like sitting in the theater for the first time to watch that movie was incredible and i still liked the movie and i've liked it on all the subsequent viewings but man that first time is is an experience yeah you just and the the thing is is you'll never have that with that movie again you can only have it with other movies no matter what happens unless you're you know you have amnesia or something tragically horrible thing happens you're not gonna have that again and it's and maybe it's just again the the anxiety inside of me thinking uh it's kind of it, it's just like it's just never going to be as good again and it it's a horrible thing to say because i've watched i i still can't get through the force awakens without at least tearing up i i at least tear up so especially and that was even before we lost Carrie I know we lost like it was just even before that it was hard for me to watch it without tearing up and now it would be I haven't watched it honestly since I haven't watched the force awakens since uh 
she uh, she passed, but I, I I because I've just I, I'm planning on watching. I've been waiting, kind of. I hit a certain point, and I'm like, well, I might as well just watch it right before I go see Last Jedi. So I'm gonna watch it again right before I go I go see Last Jedi. But I I just didn't want to put myself through through uh, through general leia uh you know as, as just it's just just too much you know so but i feel like i have to do that to kind of get the the crying out so that i can only cry 50 percent of the time in the last jedi as opposed to 100 percent of the time so because the last jedi is going to be that's one of my biggest concerns about the last jedi is being too distracted by uh the loss of carrie fisher yeah, I think I think there's a really strong chance it's gonna it's gonna pull me out of the movie. For sure, for absolutely, it's gonna it's it's gonna immediately pull me out of the movie. But I mean, I'm I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm glad we have what we have. I am appreciative of what we have. Oh, definitely. Um, I think. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard, but there's just I mean there's no way around it, and she's gonna be amazing sure. in it. For sure. I'm just gonna just gonna have to have yeah. a lot of tissues. And it is it's certainly gonna add emotional weight to what we assume are gonna be some pretty emotional scenes coming into this movie anyway. I mean, judging by what the trailer has implied, and judging by how the story I mean you would think it would go, there there should be some pretty intense emotional moments, which are only going to be made the more, more so by, uh, by us having that in the back of our mind as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's, it's the thing where I'm like, oh, man, I'm glad movie theaters are dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No I'm glad everyone is staring at a screen and not at my my sweaty pouring snot face so yeah so yeah no i i totally i totally absolutely get that and i'm somebody who cries easily at movies anyway oh man we don't even need to go down this road but i i it used to Movies just didn't affect me. I grew up like one of my earliest memories is watching when, whenever my uh, whenever my dad and mom would drop me off with my grandma when they would go when we would go up to the uh, upstate and um, we it, it wouldn't be that often. So I have these vivid memories of being dropped off there and going through her video collection and watching a dubbed copy of Mad Max. So that was one of the early movies I fell in love with. And so that was a movie I, I was watching at like six, seven, I, I guess. So <laughs> maybe, I mean, and like, I, 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 you know, I feel fine. I think it turned out okay. I'd like to think so. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I've just, I, I've I've watched all kinds of movies. I've any you know scary, violent, you know whatever it was. No, nothing affected me. Um, and then I had a kid, and now, ah. and now like commercials 
in like a seven second commercial and it's like it's over it's done some of those commercials just get me and i'm just like the kid just wants a raincoat he just wants a raincoat for <laughs> christmas and it's just it's over and it like so movies if it hits if it hits home or it hits a note an emotional note for me i will absolutely just lose it i mean i i, I don't know what it was but as soon as i had a kid it was like now everything is Everything is like super emotional now, but, um, but, but yeah. So, and you view things differently too, which is insane, but, um, but yeah, so I, I cry all the time. So this is going to be, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to need, uh, I'm going to need some tissues myself. I'm going to, I'm going to come prepared for sure. I'm trying to think of the last movie. I just like completely lost it at. And I think, it was probably Interstellar. Okay. I like I'm really I'm really close to my dad, and like dad daughter relationships always get me. I could absolutely 100 percent see that. Yep. For that sure. was one I went to see because it came out like I went to see it like right around my birthday. I I had taken the day off work. I was seeing it in the big IMAX theater, and sure. just <laughs> like completely utterly lost my shit like i wasn't just like crying i was basically sobbing i was a fucking mess it it happens man sometimes that i don't even know it's weird because it can be in the the something can just hit you in in a show or a movie or something just a line of dialogue or the way a character reacts to a line of dialogue and it can just trigger something inside of you that just shoots all kinds of emotions through you. And that's kind of my barometer for good TV and movies and stuff like that is if it can trigger something in, inside of me and it can make me feel a certain way, then it's something that's it, it's something that I'm going to remember and it's something that I appreciate if it connects with me in some way, which I guess is... That's got to be pretty standard. People have to connect with movies, but for the longest time, I didn't know how to articulate that. But you know, there it is. Yeah, you know, I was just—I I just a couple of days ago, I finished the the Claudia Gray Leia Princes of Alderaan book, and there's a lot of stuff between her and her parents because she's like 16 years old in this book. And it, and it's stuff where she, I mean, before she knows that our parents are are you know basically the, the cornerstones in planning the rebellion, all she sees is her parents have like pulled away from her and they're not they're not paying attention to her anymore or talking to her much anymore, and and <clears throat> there's some great stuff with like her and her conflict and that, but then like towards the end once she knows and she's she's talking with with her dad and like i've always liked space jimmy smiths because it's space jimmy smiths you gotta like bail organa yeah he's great as bail and i yeah he's great as bail but he's just so like they, they do stuff where he's like he gets really he gets really angry of course because he doesn't he doesn't want leia involved in this because it's so dangerous and and but you're seeing it through her perspective so she's just you know the 16 year old girl who's having her dad yell at her 
And I'm just like, I was sitting there, like I was finishing up over my lunch break at work. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm starting to cry at a Star Wars book. No, 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 no. <laughs> and seeing that to me, that's, that's like a good, it's a, it's a good barometer. If it can, if it can suck you in enough to, to take your breath away or make you cry or something, then I, then I think it's doing its job because so often when I'm watching something, I have a hard time getting sucked in. I'm also thinking, uh, well, there were, you know, there were six dishes in the sink that I need to take care of, and then I need to take the trash out, and then I've got to do this, I need to go by this place, and then you realize, oh, I'm not even watching this show that I'm, you know, my eyes are open and I'm staring at it, but I don't know anything that's happening. So when a show <laughs> can make you forget about all of that kind of stuff, that's when it, that's when it, uh, that's when like, it, it, I, I, it, it's connecting. And it's, you know, it's doing a, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. So yeah, I, I just, I just recently finished Westworld. I hadn't, I hadn't watched it and I, uh, I really enjoyed it and I, it was sucked. I was sucked in and I'm sad that it's over now, but it, 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 I had, it had that feeling for me. So it, I had that like connection to some of those characters. So. Yeah. I, I was really impressed with Westworld. Yeah, it's it's crazy at, at times, and it makes it. I want to go watch it now. Now that I know, like you know, some of the big reveals at the where end, it's going, exactly, yeah. and I know where it's going. Well, and I kind of knew where it was going because I, again, since I was watching, you know, stuff like Mad Max at a really young age, I was into weirder movies and stuff. So I had actually, I had actually been a big fan of the original Michael Crichton Westworld from '73. And, um, I really, I mean, I, I thought I liked Yul Brenner from the Magnificent Seven cause that's a wonderful Western and he's fantastic in Westworld. So I, I wanted to see this and I was like, okay, so it's sci-fi and it's a Western. This is, this is fantastic. I'll take it. So <laughs> my two favorite. Exactly. Things. It's awesome. Yeah. Cause so yeah, it, it's totally cause Yul Brenner is just so cool. And, um, and it was, I always like, I liked the movie. It was about, you know, they go, two guys go, two businessmen go into a crazy new kind of park and one of the robots goes crazy and starts killing people. And it's pretty awesome. And I thought that's really cool, but it was kind of a low budget movie. So I was glad that, uh, it, uh, you know, they, they pulled off a, a really, really well done, thought out, well thought out show. And then, uh, yeah, welcome to the, uh, the Westworld podcast guys. Oh man, but no, seriously, I fucking love that show, and I was I was very worried about that because you know, that's a show that got that got pushed back for a while because they had to completely retool it because apparently, like something in the pot, I think it was maybe even after they had shot the pilot, like HBO was really worried about it. Okay, see, I didn't know. About I mean, that. that show, that show, yeah, that show is supposed to be on the air. I think almost a year. Oh, or maybe wow. a year and a half before it actually was. You know, I do feel like it was a long time between the announcement and when the actual show came out. Because I, I was actually started following the news when I believe the, the news hit. And then, like, Star Wars was back. So Star Wars, everything just took a backseat. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of just forgot about Westworld for the longest time. And since I had, Star Wars has always been my main, like my main like thing that I obsess over. So um, when star Wars is back, <laughs> if you will, uh, I, I don't, I have a hard time getting into anything else. And um, 
I'm just kind of so jazzed for Star Wars. And I guess like everything for the rest of my life is just going to suffer because there's just <laughs> always going to be Star Wars. So it's like, oh, Star Wars is happening. I'm sorry. I can't get excited about your movie. But I mean, there are good movies that that uh, that come out. But literally, I hadn't seen a movie in theaters since Rogue One was in theaters. I hadn't seen one until It. So that was the first time I'd been to the theater. Because I just, oh, wow. I, I just don't, I can't get excited to go to movies unless they have Star or Wars in the title. So, <laughs> like, yeah. So, so, so yeah. So I totally forgot about Westworld, and then it's like, oh hey, here's the show, and I'm like, oh man, that looks that looks awesome. Uh, and then I'm like, but I don't have HBO, so maybe someday. And then so now I have access to HBO. And uh, I'm stealing it from my sister, but um, but uh, don't if anyone from the HBO higher ups are listening, that's that's not true. That was just a joke. The, uh, the HBO, the, like the head of HBO, came out and said that he was fine with people sharing passwords. I I feel like that's a trap, sir. Please, I, I it was just a joke. It was just entrapment. Um, no, um, so yeah, so I got to watch that, and that was great, and. I'm really excited for season two because that tr- teaser trailer is awesome. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back and do and do a rewatch on that, on that show because what it, one of the themes that I is my favorite across science fiction, and it's why I liked Westworld so much, and it's why I loved Battlestar Galactica, um, the the remake, is that question of what what humanity is oh yeah and where Um, where that line of of self-aware consciousness makes you a person even if you're not actually a person yeah i mean i think that we we can't talk about this kind of thing without mentioning blade runner 2049 uh because it was such a perfect example of what you just exactly described because that that was a movie that i was extremely excited about I had managed to put it on the back burner again because Star Wars, and then it was you know it came out of nowhere, and I was like, hey, there's a new Blade Runner coming out, excellent. So I had a few weeks to get excited about it, and man, and it had a lot to live up to. It had so much to live up to. I was in the camp that believed that Blade Runner did not deserve a sequel at all, and it really lived up to it, and it was fantastic. So and it would it's. It's definitely going to be my number two favorite movie of the year because, I mean, there's no way that The Last Jedi is not going to be number one. No, I I was so, like, like you being like, I don't, there's no way you need a Blade Runner sequel. It's a basically perfect sci-fi movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm like, there's no way this is going to be good. It's too, you know, it's too far gone. We're way past the point where even if you were going to do a sequel, you would, because it's crazy to do one now. And then it was gorgeous. I mean, and emotionally perfect. And that you want to talk about crying in a movie? Jeez, I bawled during that one. (laughs) God, yeah. (laughs) And just some amazing performances. Oh, all around, all around. Yeah, that was that was it was fantastic. I was very happy with it. 
Man, Ryan Gosling is really good. He was he was one of the reasons I was excited going into it because I've I was I I was indifferent to Ryan Gosling, and then I saw Drive, and I fell absolutely head over heels in love with him. And then Only God Forgives was really great as well. So uh, I like that. It was a lot different than Drive, but. I guess uh, Nicholas Winding Vending Refn or however you pronounce his name. Uh, I, his his movies are his movies are good, and he was actually he would have been like, uh, Denis Villeneuve, whatever his name is that did uh, I can't ever say his name. Uh, that did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He did a fantastic job, and I'm so glad he did it. But before he was announced, if you would have. If you would have said anybody to make a, if you would have said who would you want to make a Blade Runner sequel, it would have been, um, it would have been Nicholas, and it's so fantastic that it turns out that Ryan Gosling was the lead, and and there was a lot of neon light anyway, so it was a a, a bit like his his style. <laughs> so. Oh man, I really liked that movie because Blade Runner but, to me. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut in on you, but Blade, Blade oh, no, Runner to I... me is very kind of tied to Star Wars to me because they are my two absolute favorite like sci-fi like things. Because I love Philip K. Dick stuff, his short stories and stuff, and his his books. Though I haven't read a whole lot of them, I really enjoy uh, his some of his insane writings. Um, so and and of course, I mean, you have Han Solo in the lead in in Blade Runner. So there's, you know, there, there's that connection that I that I can't. That's why, like, I wouldn't say that Harrison Ford is my favorite actor, but because there are a lot of actors that are better that are a lot better than Harrison Ford, but none of them are Han Solo, Indiana Jones, and Rick Deckard. Like. You, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, like just between Indiana Jones and Han Solo, it's like that's my childhood. Like those are my childhood heroes. Yeah. So it's it. So yeah. So so that's why. And I can't. And I went through a phase when I was like, man, Blade Runner's so much cooler than Star Wars because it's dark and gritty. And you know, the, when I was a teenager, of course. Uh, but. Um, I, I was I was crazy. It's just different, and I, I that was when you're a teenager when you think everything either is great or it sucks. There's no in between. Uh, so like I, I I see that those two can coexist happily in my brain, and they don't have to compete. So yeah, you can like more than one thing. It's exactly. Okay. It took me a long time to figure that out. It's been a long, stressful life. <laughs> but. I was I was I was thinking about the like the the question of of humanity stuff today because I was watching some Clone Wars. There you go. And I watched a couple episodes and okay, first of all, most of these two episodes I didn't care for at all. They're they're basically they're just general grievous episodes and I find him hard to tolerate. Because <laughs> uh, I think, I think his voice is really annoying. Sure. And that, and I just I don't I don't think he's particularly interesting. But they're doing one a two episode arc 
where they're chasing after him and then he land you know they're on this planet and Rex gets injured and is taken by the other clones to this farmhouse and then it turns out that the family who lives there is the family of another clone okay and there's all this stuff I, I vaguely remember that. That is vaguely coming back. I've I've watched I think almost every episode, but it's been a long time. But uh, but I vaguely remember that. But continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there's just this stuff like you know at first you know Rex is like you're a deserter and I'm totally gonna turn you in. And it, it and this is this is my overarching problem is that the the clones are bred entirely to be a conscripted military force and it's it's they, they do episodes like this where they sort of talk about it but they never, I mean, at least, you know, I've only seen, you know, the first season and a half, but they don't really get into just how entirely fucked up that is. Yeah, because like you were mentioning, you mentioned on the last week's episode that they were kind of joking about or just lightly looking about the clones that had died. And it's like, it's the, the juxtaposition of going from hey, we have feelings and we're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to make our way as well, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, haha, they're just clones. They can die, whatever. And it's like, well, that's kind of sending, it's, it's, a, it's a weird juxtaposition. So I think I, think I know what you're getting at. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Like I, I try to do it some leeway because it's, it's a cartoon. And while it's, an, while it's aimed at an older audience, then, then let's say Rebels. It's still, you know, it's not. Well, I mean, it's not Westworld. Sure, it's not. Sure. It's not. It's not going to talk about that too in depth. But it is something that I'm constantly, like, it constantly gets pulled back to me. Of this is this is really weird, and maybe we should be talking about what this is a little bit more. Well, that would be a good either story for the TV series or maybe a standalone movie is kind of getting in depth into the clones possibly, or kind of a trooper type thing because, and that's an aspect of that. I know a lot of people are interested. I mean, with the 501st and all that kind of stuff, people are really interested in the troopers and captain Rex has a lot of fans out there. So that would be an interesting aspect to explore in a show or something like that. Yeah, because you know, you have you have Rex at the end, you know, he agrees not to turn this guy in, but you know, when this other clone is like, you can just stay here on the farm, he's like, No, my family is is you know, is somewhere else. But if if Rex can have those feelings, you know, that this troop is his family, it means that there's a level of 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 consciousness there that's that's absolutely personhood and we see that the clones have have different personalities sure. you know there's the one that that um defected because Venturus like bribed him 
And so it's like, oh, they're, they've basically, I mean, I guess, you know, brainwashed them since they were kids that this is their job is to go fight this war and don't have any other option except deserting. Like there's no just nah, I don't want to be a you know a soldier. You're not given a choice, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would be something that would be interesting to explore. Which there, I I know that there are some some books, and there may be some level of this that I'm not uh, familiar with. I know I can't remember the the name of a book that I'm. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember. Anyway, but I think it's about kind of like a squad. This is, this is where I go. Hey, King Tom. Yeah, right. King Tom, please tell us. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, I, I, I think I'm being too vague, though. King Tom might not even be able to help us. But if there's anybody, it's King Tom. The uh, well, he'll know if there's a book that's, that that's, explains. Oh, that's the, oh, very much so. Very much so. Yes. Uh, very much so. But um, but yeah, I think that would be because a lot of what you're talking about would be something that. I think would be best explored in some kind of TV show, long form kind of, I mean, it would be cool if they could do something like that in a live action show that's coming up. But, um, cause I, I still don't know. I've heard a lot of good, uh, a lot of good suggestions for what the live action TV show could be. Um, uh, some pretty fantastic ones, especially for Mr. King Tom himself. Um, <laughs> but um but yeah um i'm kind of trying to be open about that because i don't even the what worries me most about the tv show thing is honestly it's budgetary like it's got to look like yeah. star wars to me it can't tv like the the cartoon shows and stuff they can totally get away with it but if it's a live action show it's got to look like star wars to me and that costs money <laughs> like uh, uh, uh so that's what worries me most about a live action tv show but other than that like i would like to see what they're interested in what they're what they're interested in exploring yeah that's the thing is there's like there's basically infinite possibilities of what it could be yeah that it's it's sort of hard to even start considering what I want it to be. I feel like everyone is really excited about what it could be, and I feel like it's there's no way it's going to let down so many people when it's announced what it's about. No matter what it is, it's going to let down so many people, uh, just because everyone's kind of getting their their heart invested in a live action TV show already. The idea of one, so. I'm just trying not to even think about, you know, I just want to see what they got. So. Yeah. And I mean, in the, in the meantime, there's, I mean, there's a lot of stars to get excited about before 2019. So, but I do, I do hope we start to get some like small details though, at least like, like time period or something like that. Yeah, um, it would. I hope that they focus. I think this is the point I was trying to get at earlier that I didn't make clear. I, th- I hope they focus on something completely different, rather than just like 
oh, here's here's just I feel like Rebels is so connected to everything, and I mean I get I guess it's got enough, it's interesting enough, but I just want to see something just to see another kind of angle, and that's I think that would be best explored in a TV show. Yeah, because you have so much more freedom in terms of of time and sort of you can you can go on a lot more tangents on a TV show. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you can you can do in depth kind of looks at characters like would be interesting with the clones to see more about you know because sometimes they don't feel human at all. And sometimes they feel extremely human. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, where where that comes from. And you could do that in a live action show. There you go. Now, let's see. I'm trying to. Th- you are playing the new video game, the name of which just completely escaped me. Battlefront Two. Battlefront. I was like, it's battle something. <laughs> Battle Stars, Battlefront Two, yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Um, I'm really enjoying have, it. Have you played the campaign? Yeah, so I'm about halfway through the the campaign. It's I, it's really it's really well done so far. There are a lot of cool little surprises and stuff, and it's really there are a lot of little Easter eggs, and it's really fun to play. And it the the thing about it, and I've heard other people say this, and it, it's perfect. It feels like Star Wars. It feels very cinematic. The the cutscenes are just gorgeous. They are just absolutely gorgeous. And it just it feels very much like Star Wars and it's pretty cool to see a different angle on, on things, kind of a more imperial perspective. So I, I, I enjoyed you know, it, it's giving it's it's giving more life to the imperial side, which I really enjoyed. Uh, so so I think it's it's a really it's a really fun game. Uh, like I said, I'm about halfway through, and I f- I feel like it's 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 I feel like it's totally worth it. I know that, that there's a lot of controversy surrounding the game, but the game itself, barring all the the BS on the internet around everything, uh, the Reddit stuff or whatever, barring all that stuff, it's it's really a pretty fantastic game. So. Okay. So it's it's totally worth it. You should definitely get the game. Yeah, because I know you're on. I know you're on Xbox. Yeah, I am. And I was actually at first. I was just gonna, you know, I wasn't planning on buying it, and I was just gonna go and watch the um, the campaign on on YouTube or something. And then like the last couple of days, I'm like, uh, maybe I want to get it. It's totally fun. Like, I guess the base game is what, like sixty bucks. I totally think it's worth sixty bucks because the the campaign is totally awesome. Great Star Wars story. You get, I think you get sucked into it. It's and I like that you can set it to where it's pretty easy, so you don't have much. If you're wanting to get through the story without having to play very hard, you know, you can kind of set it to where it's a little easier. I, I enjoyed that. To where you can, I, I'd almost like to play it on that at one point, just to kind of see if I can get a nice flow to it, because I do think it's a it's a story I'll probably come back to and and play again, because it's 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 that good, and uh, 
and the and I and I really enjoy the multiplayer so far. I'm I'm I haven't well, I've I've played a lot of the multiplayer actually. So, um, but it's 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 really fun. It's it's a it's more complex than the last game. There's a lot more. It feels like there's a lot more moving parts and other stuff, but and and I'm still getting used to it. So. I enjoyed the last game a lot. I was really into the last game for, and I'd only gotten it recently as well to kind of get myself prepared for this because I didn't even have an Xbox One at all. I got one basically for Battlefront Two because I was really excited about this game, and and yeah, I'm totally happy with it. I play it just about every night. You know, get on, play a few hours or so. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 an extremely fun game, and I think that. And, I, and I'm not great at video games, so... I'm fucking terrible at them. Yeah, I, I'm not very good, but it's a really fun game. It's extremely fun, for even, even for people, I would say, that are not huge video game fans. Like, I'm terrible at flying. The Starfighter mode, I'm just... It's just terrible. There's, like, yeah, I, it, yeah no, I'm just terrible. But any of the, the ground troop stuff, it's so fun being able to play on either side. And it's cool that we're getting prequel era material so it's cool to see battle droids and clones and uh yoda's pretty awesome so um so yeah it's really cool but and then yeah i think that's trying to think if there's anything else yeah i've been pretty much happy with it like i don't really think there's I think that it's got a lot of negative press around it or whatever. But yeah, all the it's, it's, all the microtransaction stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I get it, and it, it is it is kind of a bummer, but whatever. The game is great. Like, is it kind of stupid the microtransaction thing? Yeah, but like, it's just that's kind of an industry thing, isn't it? Like, I don't I don't do video games that often. Like, the only video games I really play are, you know, Star Wars or. You know, I, I I like Skyrim a lot. That's a really fun game. Um, but so I'm not really so I, I just I think I think a lot of the rage is misplaced. And yeah, just, you know, I think I yeah. think Hawes was talking about that on Blue Harvest, which is yeah, this microtransaction stuff sucks, but it's as if this game was getting all the heat from all microtransaction stuff. No, for sure. There's so many video games that have this now. There are video games where it's worse than this, but for some reason this sort of became the flashpoint <laughs> where, yeah, people have been complaining about it before, but the anger that came out in this game was crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, he Haas perfectly summed it up. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think that maybe, I believe on the re- most recent Now This Is Podcasting, I listened to a portion of that. I listened to uh, most of the Battlefront portion of that because I, I didn't want to listen to spoilers. But it, I feel like Jason also had kind of gave the impression that he felt that it's it's a good game and it's being kind of overshadowed by some stupid kind of crap, but it's but it's... That's just part of the, I mean, that's part of the game world. I thought that's part of the, you know, that's part of the expensive snacks or the, at the theater are part of the thing. You know, we, we all know that the theaters have expensive snacks. That's just how things are. So that's kind of how I look at it. 
Yeah, I'll I'll decide in the next like week or so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go in on it. I might decide to get it for myself for Christmas. There you go. It's fun. I I actually found myself a used Xbox One just so that I could just so that I could get it. So that, that's how excited I was about it, and it didn't disappoint me. So okay, well, I think we are ready to do our top three. Um, for those who are new listeners, every week we have suggestions for things that we should rank. Um, this week's came from Rashad, who wants to know the top three things that we are hoping to see in The Last Jedi. All right. Do you want to go first? Uh I think we're we're probably going to have one of them at least that's the same. But you go ahead, you go first. All right. These are these are not in order cuz I can't Sure, you can't. Even I understand. Begin to place it in order. Um but the three things I'm I'm hoping to see so things we don't know yet if we are going to see or not. Um I'm hoping we see Luke and Leia sharing the screen. Um, that's a good one for sure. I mean, I would have wanted, I would have wanted that no matter what, but knowing that this, if it doesn't happen in this movie, it's not gonna happen. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's heartbreaking. Like, like I, I just, I just want to see them together. Like every time I see that, that picture of them on the set, when they're both in cost, like, like it's such a gorgeous picture of them. And I just, that relationship is so important and I love them both so much and seeing them together again. Um, especially since obviously we're, we're not going to get to see Luke and Han together again. I, I do want to see at least, you know, whatever we can of our of our original trio together. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, the other, let's see. I really, I want to see Luke Skywalker use a lightsaber. Now, okay. Yes, Steel Wars, Ignite the Green. Personally, yeah, it's awesome if it's a green one. I just want to see him fight with any lightsaber at all. Don't care. Don't care what color it is. I just want to see him. I want to see him be awesome <laughs> and like kick some ass. Um, I know there's there's a lot of talk about you know what what Luke is gonna be like in this movie. But I'm I'm hoping at the end he comes around and we get a cool fucking fight scene for him. Oh, for sure. Um, let's see. Um, okay. Um, I want to see. Uh, Holdo's sexuality confirmed on screen um the princess leia book there's a segment that implies that vice admiral holdo is i i I guess bisexual or whatever 
also you want to call it when when species as well as gender doesn't matter. Sure, sure. But, I, I heard I heard that from the uh, from an excerpt somebody was reading about it or something. But yeah, I heard that, and that is that would be yeah, very it, cool. Yeah, it's just a it's just a minor it's just a minor little thing in the book, but I I need a queer character in star wars not just in the books because i mean of course we got that in in aftermath too and it's really well done in aftermath but i want it on screen on screen not just like book canon i know yeah book canon is canon but what's on screen matters and we're getting we're getting better at diversity in star wars for sure but this is something they need to do. And since I'm, you know, I'm resigned to the fact that Poe and Finn aren't going to make out like I want them to. <laughs> I, I, so was totally, least, I was like, totally, me, for me, yeah. I was totally for that. I was totally for that storyline when people were like, oh man, what would they, they could, they could be, they could be into each other. And I thought that would be radical if they went that way. Uh, oh my God. It'd be amazing. Yeah. It would be awesome. And, with with Haldo, uh, it would be just such a minor thing, but it would represent so much. So that's why it would that's why it would be awesome. Yeah, just like show her show her with a wife or something. Like it doesn't it doesn't have to be a huge focus, but it's such a good opportunity with that character. To do to do something with it for sure, something we haven't seen. But yeah, that, oh man, now now, but now thinking about it, also, yeah, I really want, I really want poet Binder. <laughs> Maybe that can be like a uh, a dream, uh, uh, like a fanfic, a fanfic <laughs> dream that 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 can come to fruition. I, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of fanfic out there for it, and how could there not be? Because frankly, the way that Poe looks at Finn when they're like back at the end when they see each other again. And like when he like and he's like, you know, with the whole like keeping the jacket thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean come well, on. Well, I mean, but how also come on, Stan. how can you not look at Oscar Isaac and be like, I'm I, I want to make out with you. Like He's so I, well, pretty. well they're they're both so and, and here's the thing about uh John Boyega is he's he's a very very handsome man but it's like but when you hear him with his natural accent it's like oh damn that's sexy <laughs> yeah yeah that would be, that would be yeah, way no, cool John, that would yeah. be way cool if they I mean yeah I, but yeah fanfic that up fan I but th that's the thing is that a billions of those stories have got to exist I'm not even gonna try to go down a rabbit hole to find them uh. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're not hard to find, but um, it's it's probably it's probably I would say one of the most, if not the most, popular fanfic pairing to come out of the Force Awakens, along with, of course, Raylo, um, Ray and Kylo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, look, I have shipped some weird-ass shit. I've shipped some terrible shit. So I want to be like, hey, whatever floats your boat. But I, I, that one, that one, I don't, I can't get behind it. Yeah, it just, it, their interactions in the first movie, 
all right, to me, if that, that it was just creepy if that turns into something. Yeah. In my opinion, I know some people can read different things into that, but I feel like it's just weird. I mean, you know, movies are magic and they can make anything happen, but I think it's weird. <laughs> I'm I'm not in the Raylo camp. Well, look, here's the thing. Yeah, like when it comes to pairings like that, I'm like, well, if you want to do like, so, like I understand why people want to do like sexy time fic with them. But any sort of like romance, I'm just like, oh, any kind no. of emotional no, type no, no. of, yeah, I understand, yeah, yeah. If they want to like hate fuck or something, that- totally like not <laughs> like just in fanfic. I don't want to like Star Wars. Like they can't f- hate oh, fuck in the movie. Like, I guess, I guess, but hate fucking in Star Wars would be like a French kiss, because isn't is <laughs> so that would be yeah. I think that's that's like hate fucking. So maybe they could get away with that, but I don't want to yeah, see I mean, that. I don't want to yeah. see that. No, ew, ew, no. But definitely not anything like anything romantic. Just yeah. like, ugh, no, gross, absolutely. no, get away 100%. from me. Hundred percent. That's exactly how I feel. It's just creepy. All right. So you you don't want to see Rilo, but what what okay. do you? So is it? Oh, is it? Is it Raylo or Rilo? Oh my God! Did I have I been saying it wrong the whole time? Oh my goodness! See, this is how. Oh, it's probably. It's probably. I'm. I'm so. I, I have I'm no so idea. out of the like. I. I feel so old. Um. Um, I'm so out of the loop what the young kids are saying, what the young kids are shipping Star Wars these days. Um, so, okay. So my number one is, I mean, I got to go with Ignite the Green. I, I gotta, I want to see him. I, I really, really, really want it to be that green lightsaber, but I really want to see Luke fight with a lightsaber. I want to see him kick some butt because I feel like at the end of Return of the Jedi, we see, I, I, like he's 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 becoming more powerful and he's understand how to, understanding how to use his powers and when to not use his powers so i'm i'm interested to see where that goes so i guess kicking butt is one and the other one would be i want to see where luke's mental state is uh that's one of the things i'm most excited about seeing is what kind of condition he's in and this is kind of like I would just love some kind. Of, I I don't think I I really don't know if there'll be anything like this, but I would love some kind of a mention of Han or some kind of acknowledgement from Luke about Han because it broke my heart in uh in the Force Awakens when I when I saw that after seeing it, I, I really, really did think that Han Solo was going to die in The Force Awakens before going in. And I wasn't even into spoilers. I just yeah. thought, you know, Harrison wanted out. There's no way he's coming back to Star Wars unless they agreed to kill him off. So I knew that. But I didn't think I wouldn't get to see Luke and Han on screen together again. And that makes me sad. So I want to see some kind of acknowledgement. Like, I'm, I want to see, I think I've said, like, 17 things but i'm really i guess i'm i guess i i guess it went from an eight to a nine so maybe i'm at a nine excited right now but i i want to see him with chewy too i want to see luke with chewy everything has to do with uh everything has to do with luke because i'm really excited to see luke because i I mean we haven't really gotten very much with him yet since since we've been back to the the saga um i can tell you one thing i don't want to see another thing i don't want to see is i don't want to see ray go dark I don't like that is something I don't want to see. Oh, I don't no. want to see that at all. And here, and like before this, 
before these most recent trailers, uh, my dad and I talk Star Wars a lot. Uh, he's a big fan. Um, uh, and he said from early on, he was like, I think that Ray's going to go dark. And I, and I didn't even cross my mind. And as soon as he said that, I thought, why would you say that? Don't, don't, don't even. So as soon as you put that in my brain, <laughs> I haven't been able to forget it. And then these trailers happen. I'm like, no, she, no, it can't. She died. No, I just don't want, oh, I don't want Ray to go dark so bad. <laughs> like that's one thing I, it's definitely a thing I don't want to happen. So, yeah. No, I would be, I'd be very upset if she does. Yeah, I am. I, I, I'm trying to remain open about it and there's not much I want to see or much I want to happen other than I want to see Luke kick some butt. I want to see Luke's story. I don't want to see Ray go dark, but everything else, I kind of just want it to, I kind of just want to see where it goes. I'm interested. And I am really, uh, I have been really interested in, in Haldo because we haven't, really seen much of her we finally just got a new picture of laura dern not recent pretty recently but um i'm a uh i'm a pretty big laura dern fan so i was really excited when she was cast and she just looks amazing that dress and her hair just looks fantastic so i want to see how she plays out in the movie yeah she's she's really fun in the in the Leia book like she's really weird and flighty and like super into astrology and and like over the course of the book you see her get a little more serious as she gets like involved with the rebellion but i'm i'm fascinated to see what she's like now sure yeah for sure and again like i mean laura Dern is great yeah she's so. she is she's great so yeah, I guess that that would be my my top. I, I guess you could stretch the Luke stuff out into three, and then that then my negative, like because I just uh, I just I'm so <laughs> against Ray going dark. Like, but the thing is, is if done right, if done right, I'm they'll totally. But right now, I just my heart. If they do it right, it'll be fine, and I'll love it because it's Star Wars. And so far, they've been doing a really great job. So I have I still have faith in everybody, so, but. And I really have a lot of faith in Ryan Johnson. Like I've I've liked Ryan Johnson for a long time, and he gained a lot of respect for how he uh, his his whole thing at Celebration, coming out and and hanging out with everybody for like four hours, and his presentation on stage and everything. He he was he gained a lot of points just for being a cool human being there. And I was a big fan of Looper. I was a big fan of that movie and his movie before that, Brick. Or not before that, he it was several before that, but another movie he made called Brick is really great too. So, um, and he's he's made a few other ones that are that are that are good, but Looper in particular stands out. But I really I really think that whatever they do, even if they do go in that direction with Ray being Ray going dark, I think it'll be okay because I have I have faith. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is overall, I I'm just. I'm sure it's going to be a good movie. So even if I don't get all the things I want or I get some stuff that I think I don't want. Sure. I I have faith that I have faith that overall it might be the best Star It's ridiculous to say it's going to be the best Star Wars movie. No, but, every, uh, but I every, totally get that feeling. I totally understand that feeling because it's so exciting because it, the, it's so exciting yeah 
Yeah, I'm trying to to like tamper expectations, but I feel that's sort of a lost cause. Oh, for sure, it's it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I mean, especially after how much I liked Force Awakens. Like, yeah, I mean, it's really Force Awakens. I was excited, but I was like, this could be terrible. And then it was awesome. I think Disney's done a fantastic job so far. Yeah. But I think both movies have been have been great, so let's see. Oh, we have some voicemail. Do you want to Yeah, voicemail. voicemail. Let's do it. We got one from Colleen. That's exciting. Okay, let's see. That is exciting. I'm excited. We haven't gotten anything from her before. Let's see if I can get it to play. (laughs) Alrighty. Volume up. Uh, hello, this is Colleen McMahon, also known as Laney Cap on Twitter. Now, I'm very familiar with both of you, and as thus, I was looking to discuss a more serious matter Uh-oh. that has come to a head in the recent days. <laughs> One of the newest trailers for Star Wars, The Last Jedi, has unfortunately shown us a very violent sequence <laughs> of animal abuse right before our very eyes in the Millennium Falcon, the last place we would ever expect to be unsafe for our animal friends. And in it, we see Chewbacca, the mighty Chewbacca, slap a pork, a sweet, innocent pork. He slaps him with no mercy. No mercy at all. It's horrible, really. It's quite horrible. And I just think about that poor pork at night, and I feel so bad. And I just love him so much. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, so I was just looking to um, get your take on the animal abuse that we've now seen um, as canon in the Star Wars universe and your thoughts on the matter. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Oh, my God, Colleen, I love you so much. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, my God. I, I, got, to, oh. I got to meet her um, at New York Comic Con and hang out with her that weekend. And it was – she's – pure amazing delight and colleen thank you so much for this voicemail oh yeah she's she's fantastic i met her at celebration we ran into her line at celebration and that was the first time i ever ever met her and yeah she is she is a character i remember at one point i left for a little while to go talk to somebody and i walked around just to you know stretch my legs and i came back and she had some kind of a giant furry bear suit on and i remember (laughs) thinking like, like it was kind of like, I guess, and it was freezing, so she really had the right idea. But I just remember thinking, wow, that's strange. And, like, knowing her now, it's like, that's totally Colleen. Like, that's totally her. Just a bear suit. Just totally her. But, yeah, let's let's talk about the, oh, the horrific this is... animal abuse. Now, I have not watched this TV spot, because I'm not watching any of the TV spots, but this particular... I- GIF was all over Twitter, so I have. I, saw, seen I haven't seen the trailer either, but I have also seen the GIF. So, GIF, GIF, whatever it is. Right, I, I I'm sorry. could not possibly care. People get really I know. angry about it. I know. I don't. It doesn't matter. I know, but people, I know, but I can't help it. Every time I start to say it, I pause and go into my brain, and I'm like, "Oh no, what should I say? Should I say it this way, or should I say it this way?" <laughs> And then I go off on little tangents like this. Just please keep talking over me. Good Lord. (laughs) Okay. Chewbacca swats the shit out of this pork. 
I think, okay, so you know when you're riding in the car with one of your parents as a kid and you got to slam on your brakes real quick, like the mom, mom or dad slams on their brakes real quick and you kind of go forward a little bit. I think that's what was going on. I think that it was a situation where Chewie was simply trying to save this porg's life. I think it's like, oh man, it's going to get rough. Get down. So he, he kind of swatted him away. You never know. Maybe Chewie was trying to save this little guy. I think you are a Chewbacca apologist. <laughs> uh, I love Chewie. Come I on. Too. Oh, oh. I th- I... <laughs> Come on. You know Chewie would not, although he might eat one. So we will, we'll see. <laughs> I, I still firmly believe that by the end of this movie, Chewbacca and that Porg, who I have named Gerald, for reasons passing even my own understanding, I think they're going to be buddies by the end of the movie. I think so. But, but it was... I did gasp when I saw that. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I I think earlier we, we said that uh, we'd like to... We, we wish it would have... Wish it would have played out in the movie, like. But I think now it was totally all worth having that ruined for Colleen's voicemail. Yes, absolutely. Like, I'm I'm hoping this is just I'm I'm hoping it's like you know like if your cat is up on a kitchen counter or something where he's not supposed to be, and you just sort of brush them off. But Chewbacca is very strong, so it yeah. seems like more of a a <laughs> slap. Maybe he sat, maybe the pork sat down on something and it's like going to send him into hyperspace or something. And Chewie's like, no, we're going to, you're going to kill us all. And he's just trying to save everybody. Again, I'm the, my, again, it's a Chewie apologist thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. Oh, that's another thing. I hope we get lots of Chewbacca in this movie. Oh yeah. I want to see, I, yeah, I feel like this, I mean, this is going to be right after. So there's going to be a lot of emotional. I think Chewbacca's going to be dealing with a lot of emotional stuff, and I think what's going to happen is Chewie's not really going to have a sidekick in this movie, so they've given him the Porgs to interact with so that Chewie can be sad, and then the Porgs can cheer him up. So I think that's the role that they play in this, you know, kind of to give Chewie... I mean, come on, like, if you're sad and you see those Porgs, you're at least going to be a little less sad. Definitely. I mean, I don't think it's—I don't think it's you know getting over the murder of your best friend level. For sure, but I think it'll take for the sure. edge off. The yeah, it'll take the edge off a little bit. For sure, for sure, I totally agree. Totally agree. We also have a voicemail from my lovely co-host Brittany Brown. Since she All could right. not be on the show this weekend. So let's see what Brittany has to say, because I'm super curious. <laughs> What's up? Hi, guys. It's me, Brittany. Hi, Emily. Hi, Aaron from OK Cupid. <laughs> I should be packing right now, but um, I stupidly got myself a new Xbox because I have no self-control, so it's keeping me from doing everything right now. So, I have a question. 
So I was thinking, you know, I'm going Disney World soon, and that's going to be fun. But do you think that people in Star Wars have their own, like, Disney World, like, place where they can, like, ride rides and shit and, like, see, like, Mickey Mouse? Like, maybe, like, in Star Wars they have, like, something equivalent to Mickey Mouse? I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, hope you guys have a good show. I'm so excited to hear it. All right, guys. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's a good question. I've never thought about that before. I mean, it seems like there has to be at least on some worlds. Yeah, I mean, we're getting in in the last Jedi, we get kind of the closest thing to it I see is kind of like a casino planet. I mean, are we going to get to see I mean, Canto Bite tying it back in. Um yeah, are we going to get some kind of that because to me that's kind of like a that's that's tangential to some kind of amusement park type thing um i'm just trying yeah. to think if in clone wars or anything if we've seen anything that was kind of like a mickey or anything like that and i can't think of anything i mean <clears throat> i figure it's gotta exist somewhere the sure. other question would be whether it would still exist like after the emperor takes control oh the empire because, would have shut they'd, they'd shut that shit down well yeah because it's be like a huge like waste of resources and shit for sure and they i would totally see that i mean could have totally like plundered it maybe that's what like sparked the rebellion and set the events of Rogue One off. It's like they like the what they shut down Disneyland, and then that's what started everything. There we go. That must be it. I think that was it. Maybe like the Death Star was originally just a giant like amusement park, floating amusement park, and Krennic was like, "I'm just going to steal this idea," which we know he's <laughs> he's been known to do. He's been known to do that. Uh, just kind of like, "Hey, this is my creation. Uh, this is my achievement." But uh, yeah, it was supposed to be a giant uh, amusement park, and then oh 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 in in the in the Leia book they they go to a goddamn water park. What? That's awesome. It's just it's like a it's just like a little bit of like a throwaway thing, but you know she's part of this like I guess like the apprentice senate where you have like all these young people and they, at one point, one of them has a party that's at like a, at like a water park and they have like water slides and shit. That's pretty awesome. I never even thought about that. Like that, that's pretty, that's pretty close to, that's pretty close to being related to what she was talking about. That's probably the closest thing. Yeah. I mean, definitely I would, I would assume it's the closest thing in Canon, but if they have that, I mean, other stuff must exist. Yeah, there must be little things like that stuck in the background. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff in Clone Wars that's hiding that that uh, a person with more knowledge uh, than myself could remember. But it's got to be. I mean, because that's something that I've never personally thought about. But somebody had to think about it at some point. Brittany did. Oh, man. Now I want to know more about it. Yeah, it would be really it would be a really fun place. Like what would you like what would the rides be? 
Like I, I mean, surely there would be like ban- bantha rides. You could ride banthas. Uh, what else we got? I'm just coming up with nothing. I mean, cause, cause think how amazing roller coasters must be in places that have technology that also allows like i mean if you can do like hyperdrive you must be able to make some pretty fucking sweet roller coasters yeah or like bumper cars think of like like that that's got to exist in some form like form hovering bumper cars like that's oh yeah like zero grab bumper cars <laughs> yeah that would be awesome oh man they just put you in like the floating willy wonka room and you just like ram into each other strap you in that would be awesome this is the stuff i get really interested in is also like i mean talking about like the equivalent of of mickey mouse is i'd be fascinated by by brands within the star wars universe oh for sure i totally get that i mean i loved it like the little um going back to to blade runner like the like the holographic like billboards and stuff like seeing the atari logo I, that was so cool like even in this 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 other universe like in 2049 seeing atari it's pretty funny that was great but i'd, I'd go to see like the like coruscant breakfast cereal mascots oh yeah oh man this is a this is a pretty good rabbit hole uh, well, I'm I'm always interested in the in the sort of minutia when you're talking about <clears throat> um, like whole created like sci-fi worlds and stuff. That's why TV shows are so great because you can you can let shows you can let it you can let stories breathe and you could show things that you normally wouldn't be able to show. And that's what's really cool because you get to show the day to day minutia of things, which I think is really interesting as well so i think it's cool to you know which is why i'm really excited that the last jedi is so long it's because like i just just give us as much as you can i'll take it all yeah it is really fucking long i'm excited (laughs) i am excited it does it does like for me like cut down on how many times i'll see it Sure, but that's okay because it's gonna be. I I do I do think they're gonna use that time to its fullest. Yeah, I mean, if you think of how much footage we've seen in relation to minutes in the movie, we've seen so little. There's so much we haven't seen. It's pretty awesome. That's a good point. Like I I, I don't I don't want to see anything else, and I think like the fact that we've seen like so much new stuff in the trailer like it seems like it's so much but it's a two and a half hour movie that's really long sure yeah and i i I think it's going to be really packed full of juicy star wars goodness juicy star wars goodness yeah oh man that see that's also it's so soon (laughs) juicy star wars uh goodness is actually a uh it's like sunny d in uh they sell that at amusement parks <laughs> in Star Wars universe. Man, now I now this is all I can think about though, is how much I want to know, like 
who what their their Mickey Mouse is or <gasps> fast food brands. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Like there's got to be like a Ronald McDonald. That you know that there's there's like there's there's the equivalent of Taco Bell. There's got to be a Taco Bell equivalent. Uh, maybe it's like De- Demolition Man, and there is only Taco Bells. <laughs> The fast food wars, yeah. Yeah, that would be exciting. Oh man, oh man, fast food restaurants. That would be. I mean, you get we get to see Dex's Diner, so that's that's pretty close. To yeah, but I I want like I want to know what the like the franchises the are. McDonald's, the Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, no, for sure, because we know that kind of thing's got to exist. Because if Dex's Diner exists, McDonald's exists. So. Huh. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that stuff interests me so much, but it really does. Oh no! It totally. I know. I, to- I totally get it. Like, what else? What else are you gonna think about? <laughs> Real life stuff? Nah, that's not fun. That's scary. Let's think about. Let's think about Bantha Burgers. It's the same way that I'm like fascinated by like the the inner workings of like the empire on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Just like the, like the red, like the red tape stuff and the, like what it is, what your life is like. If you're just like some random dude who works on the death star, like your story last week, your, uh, your story about uh, the showing both sides of rising in the ranks or whatever. Yeah. That that kind of the day-to-day minutia of that. That's absolutely. It goes along with, goes along with that. Which is awesome, I think. Yeah, there was this old... There's this episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called Lower Decks because I am, in fact, enough of a nerd that I can remember titles of individual Star Trek episodes. But <laughs> it's all of a sudden, all of a sudden, instead of following like Picard or Riker or Data, you're following like a couple of, of young ensigns who are aboard the enterprise and just sort of what their life is like and also what their interactions are like seen from their perspective when they're interacting with the main characters yeah for sure that's uh i i have seen a lot of uh uh, next generation uh i don't remember that that one in particular but i like when shows take tangents like that and they just go a little, get to go a little deeper. So that, yeah, that I totally get that. Well, let's see. Is there any other star Wars stuff that is on your mind this week? Uh, I don't really think so. I can't, I've just been trying to not almost not even think about star Wars. I've just been, uh, deep in battlefront two and I've just been trying to put it out of my mind. Cause it's so close at this point that, it'll be here before I, before we know it. So I'm just trying to uh, I almost, yeah, I, I say savor it, but I'm also not trying to think about it because then I'll just, then I'll just drive myself crazy. So, uh, so I, so I, and I feel <laughs> yeah. like there hasn't been like, there's just not, there just hasn't been a whole lot of stuff come out. Uh, I mean, they, they, I feel like, I, uh, the, the announcement of Ryan Johnson doing the trilogy and then the live action, TV show, I feel like that was just a crazy out of nowhere announcement. 
And I don't even know if that was technically like supposed to happen or scheduled to happen, you know, and maybe something happened and they just had to do it. But I feel like after that, we're not going to get anything else. Like there's going to be no news. (laughs) Also, like anything else just seems so small compared to that. For sure. Yeah. You know, like anything else is just like, oh, here's some like new Entertainment Weekly photos. And yeah, that's really cool. But I mean, a new trilogy that isn't related to like the saga trilogy movies and a live action TV show like that's. I mean, short of I mean, what else would it be? It would be the equivalent of the Disney buyout and I guess the the announcement back when we were gonna get the prequels like that's the size of that announcement really yeah i mean the the possibilities for both of those projects are at this point there i mean there's so much they could do and i know there's a lot of screaming on the internet about what it could be or couldn't be or should be or shouldn't be but there's there's just so much that ryan could set up in his movies or that the tv show could explore there's just I, I just I, I try not to think about it too much because I get I, I'll get my hopes up for sure uh, on on stuff I get my hopes up and and so I, I I try to just keep an open mind so that as the story goes along because I love being surprised in a movie I love something yeah. just like I love that and it happens on TV shows mostly now um, but I love when I'm like if it audibly makes me go oh shit when i'm watching the show or movie or whatever that like if it gets me enough to like get a physical response out of me that 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 is really cool to me um so i mean yeah like those moments you know you know what i mean i'm getting lost sorry (laughs) no definitely i get that and that's why i kind of i never go too deep into like the theories on the internet and stuff. I mean, partially because a lot of them are really fucking stupid. Yeah, but also yeah, because for sure. I mean, if they're not stupid, either it's something I'm going to want, and then it's not going to happen. Exactly. Or it, or it will happen, and I'll be like, oh yeah, cool, that thing happened. Instead yeah, of holy but... fuck, exactly, I never, exactly. I never even considered that. I mean, that's what I want. Yeah. I want something that I never even considered. Absolutely, like that's. That's, uh, I'm trying to think if in The Force Awakens and, uh, in Rogue One, if there was any moments that I just thought, wow, I like that, that really just, just, I, cause I, cause I saw Han dying from a mile away. I knew yeah. that was going to happen. I knew, I mean, we knew basically the only thing that really got me that I was really shocked about, cause I didn't, again, I didn't follow any kind of spoilers up into the, the uh, up into The Force Awakens. I didn't even fathom that you could have a Star Wars movie with those characters and not have Luke Skywalker in it. Like they managed to make a Star Wars movie without Luke Skywalker in it and like the whole time like it was it was so well done that the whole time I wasn't even like, "Well, where's Luke? When's Luke going to show up?" And I love Luke and I now when I watch it, I can't believe I wasn't thinking When's Luke going to show up the whole time? But I was so engrossed in that story and those new characters because everything is, it's so well done 
that, that it absolutely makes you forget about it. So I'd say that that's something they've done that surprised me is, I mean, that's kind of bold. Think about it. Come If you think about yeah. it, coming back, the first movie back, you know, after you just made this huge purchase, it's a huge deal, and you don't even have Luke Skywalker in it. Like, I feel like the big draw there was they had Han Solo, they had Harrison, but... I mean, the original trilogy was Luke's story. So, so yeah, I just, I, ouch, sorry, excuse me, ow, I, st- I leaned on my hand, ow. Um, okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine, I, I, I set my, I leaned my chair back for a second, and then I put it down on my foot, and then I leaned on my hand, and it, anyway, I'm crazy. Yeah, so I totally lost where I was, but, uh, but yeah, so having, having, Luke not be even in the movie. The first movie was just kind of like a, I think a pretty bold move because I would, I didn't even consider him not being in the movie. And then I didn't even really miss him the whole time because it was, the movie was so good, you know? Yeah. And it was so like, I, I remember I didn't really think about it until towards the end. And there was a moment like when she's, when she's, climbing up the up, up the mountain and i'm like are are they not even gonna show him like, <laughs> I, I seriously considered for a second that we wouldn't even see him and then yeah i mean i i love it i love the fact that he doesn't even have a line no like, that's fantastic I, I get how that could bother people but i think it's i think it's gorgeous and it makes me so much even more excited for this next movie Oh, for sure, because his look, his look said so much. He didn't have to say anything, and it left you thinking, "What is Luke gonna say?" You know. So yeah, it was also, a good. Like, I mean, yeah, good cliffhanger. I don't. I don't think there's any any line that you could put in there that is as good as his look. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything that would have ended that movie better. I mean, what. Uh, I just can't think of anything that he could say. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think it would just it would ruin it would ruin the tension of that moment. Absolutely, that moment that moment is so full of tension and just there. You can feel. I mean, there's there's something there that him seeing that again, him seeing her, him knowing why she's there, like or not knowing why she's there, but knowing you know that something is wrong here. Why are you here? Like there's so much you can read into it. And if it was just a line, there would be, it would just be like, Oh, okay. And I just would not have that emotional impact. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. This is a lot of fun. Oh, thank you for having me. I can't believe it's, it's already over yet. It would, it flew by. (laughs) Where can people find you? I am uh, pretty much just, uh, I pretty much just hang out only on Twitter. So it's at Aaron OKC. Okay. You should follow Aaron because he's good people, as you've heard over the last hour and a half. Um, Let's see. You can follow me on Twitter at EF Lind. You can follow Brittany at Canto Brit. You can follow the show at Canto Bite pod if you have any questions or if you have 
top three topics for us or if you have theories or comments on anything that we've said that you want us to talk about, email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com. Uh, if we use iTunes, please rate and review us on there. That helps us out a lot. Um, but again, Aaron, thanks for thanks for coming on. Um, at some point, we'll have you on again when Brittany is also on. Awesome. That sounds great. Thanks again for having me. All righty. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.